I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me as always is my esteemed colleague, Dr. Connor Lawler. Esteemed colleague and doctor. That is right, kids. Come to me for all your ailments. It has been a crazy week in Connor's we world. We have gotten up to some things. I hit the fast forward button. I said, thanks very much for the doctorate. I'll see you in a while, lads. It's like that Adam Sandler movie, Click. Oh, the very same. Um, so this is Hero Zero, Sean. What do we do here? If this is somebody's first episode... What do we do other than talk about my esteemed qualifications? I was just going to say, other than give medical advice, what yeah. this show is usually about mm. is that would, we take I one I would get some cream. Book. I would get some cream, no matter what it is, <laughs> and just viciously rub it into your eyes. Cream it up. Whipped cream. That'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Calcium. Um, <laughs> this is the show where we take one comic book character every single week, uh, and we just give you a bit of a rundown about everything to do with that character. Now, I usually take Marvel Comics... Connor usually goes the DC route of things. I do. Yeah, but I do. given that I am hosting this week, this is my week to do a report. And so I, in my last report, I broke tradition and I actually covered a character owned by DC. And this so, week he's doing Batman. We've never expected it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm doing the Joker. Come on, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take me for a fool. Batman, fuck off. No, but actually... um, if what Joker is to Batman, 
this character is to Spider-Man. Because I am covering this week Norman Osborn, oh, a.k.a. The Green Goblin. Oh, okay, right. I'm rubbing my temples as I'm saying this. But Sean, this is a big load of pizza. <laughs> this is a lot of stuff you're going to have to cover here. Because this is very similar to me covering the Joker, as you've just said. Yes. Now, in that vein, I would like to preface this report with one of the most ridiculous sentences that any human might have ever said. Okay. Is that I am going to stop this report after the first time he gets amnesia. (laughs) But how does he know? He could have forgotten how many other times. Oh, that's true. That's quite true, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got to stop it after the first amnesia storyline, that will just give you a bit of a semblance of what we're talking about here. All comic book characters, if you stay around long enough, you will have amnesia up to and including three times. This is very true. And so, really, what this is, is this is basically the origin story of the Green Goblin. And this is what they pull from. This is where all of his character traits were defined. Um, and so of course, he's very famous. He's very famous for being in the the very first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. That's probably his yes. big screen debut. They were starting a Spider Man like movie franchise, and they went with the Green Goblin first, which should give you some idea of how important he is to Spider Man. Yes, and I'll actually get onto that a little bit at the end if we have time. Um, okay. But looking at Norman Osborn, so as a child. Norman became obsessed with gaining wealth and power. So his father was a, a failed inventor who claimed that he was swindled out of all, his, all of his inventions and personal fortune. And he took out his rage on Norman. No, oh, that probably won't come up later. That probably didn't leave him with, you know, emotional scars that probably leave to terrible behaviour later on in life. Norman would not allow himself <laughs> to become a failure like his father. <laughs> okay. And... He realised that he could not depend on him for any financial security. Mm. As a result, he got a job and started doing work after school. Okay, so far, so far he seems like a lovely young man. Absolutely. Now, after that, he went on and studied chemistry and electrical engineering at Empire State University. Smart boy. Uh, bra- brackets, go ESU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he also... <laughs> Oh, ESU, 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 ESU. He also took a number of courses in business administration. Where did um, he find the time? Ah, he had so much time because he didn't have to look after his father or anything yeah, like that. He left enough. him for dead. Yeah, okay, um, cool. Die, Papa. I'm going to chemistry <laughs> class. However, Norman had designed a device that would help him cheat in a test. And this was reported by one of his own friends which caused Norman to lose his scholarship Aww. and nearly got him expelled. A fucking narc. Snitches fucking. get stitches, kid. That's... I No, I, I think he just took revenge on him in later years. I, oh, uh, I was assuming he was dead. <laughs> this man who no, betrayed already. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of Norman's teachers was Professor Mendel Strom, and they became good friends, and later t- together they formed a business partnership. Now, in this partnership, Norman put up most of the financing, and so they named the company Osborne Chemical, a.k.a. Oscorp. Okay. Um, 
All going well so far. He, so he far, suddenly has yeah. his own business. Also, that slightly reminds me of um, Iron Man. And, like, he put him and, um, what's his name? Uh, Jeremiah Obadiah Stane. Obadiah Stane, not Jeremiah. Obadiah Stane. <laughs> Jeremiah Stane. <laughs> Jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, um, now, so everything's going well for Norman at this point in his life. He later married his college sweetheart, Emily Lyman. Mm. And together they had a son named Harold Harry Osborne. James Franco. James Franco is the only one I'll accept. <laughs> now, unfortunately, Norman's wife became ill. Oh, I didn't think this was going to go bad, but so far now it's been it's been rosy up until this point. It has been, but she got she fell ill and died and. Mm. After she died, he buried himself in his work and rarely had time for young Harry. Mm, he did not deal with the emotions before he moved on in life. Not at all. He just knuckled mm. down. Yeah. Sure, feeling is weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> feeling is weird. It's for fucking losers and nerds. Losers. <laughs> 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 so as the co-owner of Oscorp, uh, Norman Osborn, loving wealth and power, decided to take full control of the company and he had his business partner, Mendel, arrested after it was discovered that he was committing embezzlement. Which I would argue that's a pretty good reason to have someone arrested, not I just d- for wealth and power. Un- unless he planted the crime on him. Unless he was embezzling and then was like, oh, that guy over there is embezzling instead. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, sir. And then they tackle the other guy. (laughs) So uh, with Mendel gone, Norman had complete control over the company, making him the official CEO of Oscorp. Um, While going through Strom's notes, he found a secret formula that would make him superhumanly powerful, Connor. Oh, and and when he found the formula... He said, mm. I'm not going to let this fall into the wrong hands. I'm going to give it to the scientists here at Oscorp. They are qualified more so than me. They'll know what to do with it. Well, actually, Connor, you're not too far wrong. He continued to do research on the formula. Um, now, however, Harry, tired of always being ignored and rejected by his father. <laughs> we haven't actually even heard of Harry since he was born. <laughs> He was born, he was ignored, and now he's tired of it. <laughs> I, I can see where he's coming from. So Harry switched the chemicals in the serum, causing it to explode in his father's face. Oh, okay. Later, at the hospital, Norman found that he was thinking more clearly than ever before. Oh, he put uh, crack knowing, cocaine in the <laughs> It's full of MDMA. <laughs> I'm smelling colours. Let's go. So uh, in Norman's mind, he was thinking more clearly, but he did not know that he was slowly falling into insanity. Yeah, that's normally how it happens. That's true. So that was the goblin serum, as it will be known from now on. Um, Now, attempting to achieve power beyond his wildest dreams, Norman Osborne planned to become the most powerful gang lord of all by uniting all of the independent gangs under his leadership in an attempt to gain control over all of New York's crimes. But, like, he's gone immediately from head of Oscorp to now he's gotten this drug inside him and he's immediately gone to, I'm going to be king of New York. 
No, I've I've left it out a little bit, but he's always while he's been working in Oscorp, he has dabbled in crime. Okay, in that that's fair enough. They were looking okay. to like expand their offices and things, and mm. someone owned the land, so Norman Osborne hired like the mob to to like rough him up. It'd be an awful like shame if anything happened to you on your way home, kind of thing. Of course, the old the old Maggie trick, Connor. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know, Magia is Mafia in Marvel, but they just changed the letter. They changed the, the, the homework a little bit and just sent it in anyway. That's true, so they wouldn't get, you know, <laughs> fought by the Mafia. By the Mafia? <laughs> like the Mafia around the Stan Lee's house. How dare you give us a bad name? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, to prove his power and to establish a reputation for himself... He decided to choose Spider-Man as his first victim. Okay. okay. So, now remembering a giant green goblin monster that he had in a childhood nightmare, he created a costume that resembled that monster and became the Green Goblin. <laughs> Pretty loose. Like, that is a... It's a big enough stretch. It's like, oh, well, I dreamed of it once when I was seven. So now I'm going to fuck this kid up when I get him. The, look, it, it clearly traumatised him, and maybe that's the source of all of his issues so far. It's I, not I the would, father thing. It's I would say he, he should have dressed up as his father. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just railing on how everyone stole his invention. <laughs> he, he should have cosplayed at his dad and kicked the shit out of Peter Parker. Now, this uh, this is early days, like, amazing fantasy comics. Oh, it's, it's so, like the 40s. Yeah, 40s, 50s, and... The best way that Norman Osborn came up with to defeat Spider-Man A is massive, that, like, mousetrap. Or, like, a massive hammer that he swings from the air. No, he convinced him that they were making a film about him and lured him to New Mexico. <laughs> of course. Of course. No. Where's my trailer? Oh, shut up, Peter. <laughs> my agent will hear of this. I've uh, never acted before, and this is the one time I've been asked, but still, this is weird. So, while in New Mexico, Spider-Man stumbled upon the stomping grounds of the Hulk. So the Hulk is just running about punching things. And so, yeah. Norman Osborn just sits back and lets Spider-Man fight the Hulk. Um, uh, That'd be a good fight. that the Hulk would just defeat him. That would be a good fight. Now, Spider-Man um, does eventually escape the Hulk, and he attempts to capture the Green Goblin but he was too tired to prevent his escape. Ah, right, okay. So what the and Green he, Goblin he'd, does... He'd got, he'd just gotten off an 18-hour shoot there. So, I mean, he was wrecked. That's true, and that, that guy was walking in front of his light the whole time. <laughs> hey, bro, come on! Do you not know who the fuck I am? I'm Peter Parker! Wait, no, Spider-Man! Oh, shit. <laughs> and so after this, the Green Goblin returned to New York and hid amongst New York's population, and just started doing crime. Right, okay, fair enough. So his big plan was that the Hulk was going to defeat Spider-Man for him. And that didn't Um, work, and he didn't immediately go, well, if the Hulk can't do it, I definitely don't have a hope. Yeah, so I'm just going to leave. Now, (laughs) Okay. they did fight a few months later um, at a fan club meeting for Spider-Man, which was organised by Flash Thompson, okay? Okay. So the Green Goblin shows up and is like, I'm going to fight you, Spider-Man. But just at this minute, Spider-Man hears that Aunt May is extremely ill and is forced to retreat. (laughs) 
so all Green Goblin is is he's just really lucky. Like he just keeps looking out whenever he's gonna kick the whenever ultimately he was gonna like get defeated. All that kept happening was just Spider-Man kept, kept getting other notices on his phone. Oh shit! <laughs> Amazing. Oh shit! Meant to reply to this. Um, <laughs> oh fuck. So after this. Green Goblin gets, like, a massive reputation because it's like, he just showed up and Spider-Man retreated. Oh, He must be the best villain ever. (laughs) Oh, he's a badass. Spider-Man's scared of him. Now, following on from this, there was a string of defeats that the Green Goblin suffered at Mm. the hands of Spider-Man. But this only made him more determined and he soon began directing all of his efforts into finding a way to defeat the Web Slinger. Just keep giving him, like, things in his calendar. You hack his phone, you give him several tasks that day in his calendar, and get them to pop up every ten minutes. And so then you attack him at two. He's getting pop-ups all day. He can't concentrate, you punch the head off him. Connor, I think this is still early days comics, so you'd have get to him hack a his file facts or a, something. An owl. Get him an, an owl. owl. <laughs> a drop in a note every now and then. You're not quite sure on the evolution of communication, are you? I think Connor? we went straight from Owl to Hyundai. <laughs> <We're not. laughs> um, so the Green Goblin did indeed find a way to defeat Spider-Man. Um, so he discovered Spider-Man's secret identity by using a... He, basically, he paid off a gang that would spray Spider-Man with a gas that would nullify his spider sense. Okay which allowed the Green Goblin to follow him without being detected. <laughs> he, he, he nullified his spider sense and then went around New York punching kids <laughs> until one of, them, <laughs> and then one of them didn't react at all. It's him. <laughs> Get him. Um, so he captured Spider-Man with ease and brought him to his Green Goblin hideout where he revealed himself to be Norman Osborn, the father of Peter Parker's friend. Oh, this is going to get complicated. It is going to be a rough Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Now, after revealing his past to Spider-Man, what do you think he did, Connor? Uh, revealing his past to Spider-Man, he immediately said, let's call a truce, we can work together. He let Spider-Man escape so as mm. to prove his superiority. <laughs> The perfect crime. Look at that guy. He's going to have a 90-inch dick. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's letting Jesus. Spider-Man just walk away. Wow, and, and he made Spider-Man retreat earlier. <laughs> He's so cool. Now, Spider-Man managed to defeat the goblin after this. Um, and you're gonna, I think you're going to like this next sentence, Connor. Because mm. uh, it's the most comic book thing we've ever heard. Okay. Uh, he defeated the goblin by sending him into a bunch of disconnected high voltage wires that were drenched in chemicals. Goddamn right. You're god <laughs> all those all those wires. Who's looking after them? Is there any maintenance? We don't know. They're just hanging there idly. They're just loose in the wind. <laughs> and they're and they're flapping and you can see the sparks in between them. Now the, and look, I might have lied, I'm gonna continue on after the amnesia a little bit. Okay. okay. Um suffering amnesia, uh Norman lost all memory up to the years that his son was in high school. <laughs> Sorry. Spider-Man. Sorry, just really quickly. When you yeah. say suffer, suffering amnesia, what caused the amnesia in the first place? The disconnected high voltage wires that oh, were yeah, dressed sorry. in chemicals. No, you're right, you're right too. Sorry, I had already had amnesia about them. 
So Spider-Man, content in this knowledge, burned the Green Goblin's costume, hoping never to see him again. But if he has only knowledge up, oh no, it's up to when uh, James Franco started college. Or school, okay. <laughs> yes, when he was forty-seven by the by that movie. Okay, that's fa- that's fair enough. Okay, so I I thought you were saying like after that, and I was like, but that's still the same time. No, before that, so he's still a bit traumatized. His wife is still dead, and his father still beat him, but he's not the Green Goblin. Yes, now he's still kind of a shitbird. Now I yeah. cut this out because it really has no bearing on the story, and it's a weird thing that most comic book fans agree is just dumb and shouldn't have been included. Okay. But I feel that's important to know with a character like this. So I'm going to briefly summarize it. That in that time when he had amnesia, um, he had an affair with Gwen Stacy. What? No and way. And together they had twins. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, okay. I'm not done. I'm not fucking done, dude. Oh, no. And the twins had twins. Oh, no. no. So the twins uh, rapidly aged up to yeah. adults. And because they had uh, goblin DNA, uh, they were super strong with superhuman stamina. Later on in the series, like years later, they come back and they're like, Spider-Man must be our real father. And then when Spider-Man's like, no, it was the Green Goblin, it's really fucked. Um, Basically, the boy twin becomes the new Green Goblin and turns evil. And the girl twin decides to use her powers for good. Right, okay. Yeah, it's exactly the response I expected. They, Imagine that story happening. They wrote that. Like, somebody got paid to write that story. Somebody got paid to draw that story. Yeah. I mean, someone they must have sat around the table and said, you know what would be cool? If Norman Osborn had fast-growing twins with Gwen Stacy. Yeah, now this was done... This was done after the fact of what I'm about to talk about next. Um, Like, it was retconned into being real, as far as I know. Um, Oh, so that's real? Oh, that's real. Like, that's referenced in, like, there was a recent Spider-Verse comic um, where Green Goblin meets Spider-Gwen, and he's just really creepy and leery on her. Oh, no. What a weird thing. Just write that out immediately. Just of all the shit you've cut out over the years, Marvel. You've gotten rid of so many good characters. Get rid of that. Get rid of that, please. Please. Um, so leaving all that aside, yeah, and on to actual, like, you know, popular comic storytelling, uh, Norman eventually regained his Green Goblin memories and became more unhinged and obsessed with obtaining revenge against Spider-Man than ever. That is, like, you could copy and paste that exact sentence and just replace Green Goblin <laughs> with about 50 other villains in all comic books. A- Annie villain. Venom. Yeah. Scorpion. Venom. Rid- Raven. Riddler. 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 Lost his, lost his and whenever they have amnesia, the hero in the story is always like, well, they'll never get those memories back. They're on the good line. <laughs> That's what it Just, like, puts the hands together. Yep. No need to watch them anymore. And then they say, and then they get their memories suddenly back, and they're angrier than ever at the fucking hero. Because now they remember what it's like to be the yeah. hero's friend. <laughs> you made me love you. <laughs> so, to torture Spider Man, uh, the Green Goblin kidnapped and nearly killed Gwen Stacy by throwing her off a bridge. Okay. And we, we're, we're all aware of this story. 
and um, and look, luckily she survived. Well, oh. she, she survived the throw. Oh, okay. Um, and and so she's still alive to look after her children. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> he just threw his the wife his no the mother of his kids off a fucking building. That he did. Now, mm. uh, after he threw her, Spider Man attempted to save her with a web line, mm. but He's uh, make applying mm? applying the eleven hundred pounds of force required to bring her to a dead stop broke her neck, killing her instantly. Oh, oh, right. I had I oh. Oh my god! I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Fuck my hell. argument there. Why did he web her neck? Yeah. What, why did he make a noose? That was the issue. <laughs> Is there nothing? In- <laughs> uh, filled with rage, Spider-Man savagely attacked the Green Goblin, yep. nearly killing him. Makes sense. Um, he returned to his senses at the last minute, but the Green Goblin took the opportunity to attempt one final trick by remote controlling his Goblin Glider to <laughs> impale Spider-Man. Oh, hang on. I think I know where this is going. Spider-Man was able to dodge the glider, mm-hmm. which instead impaled the Green Goblin. And this report, this backstory ends with the best comic line possible. Seemingly killing him. See, oh, seemingly. Kind of leaves it a bit open there that he might actually come back. The Green Goblin might come back. And he's one of these characters that <clears throat> he's just he always comes back. There'll always I, be a Green Goblin. And, and and I would say... Now, I don't know exactly how they wrote him back into the comic books, or if it's... But whatever. But, like, they definitely wrote him back thinking he's after coming back with amnesia. Somehow, a knife has gone through his chest and he kind of just forgot he was evil. Again. He did. He did indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. now, the way he survived is that... Um, a Bible. Basically, he has super healing because oh. of the Goblin... The, the the goblin serum. So mm. he just he healed. That's that's a, So is he is he like unkillable then? No, he can be killed. It's just like he can survive a stab to the chest. You know, ah, Spider Man yes. can also survive a stab to the chest for what it's worth. Yeah, to be fair, but like, you'd, what about two stabs to the chest? Oh, that might be a bit much now. Mm, be too much do, for me. I guarantee do, that. But a bit much for you. I'm asking Norman Osborn. I don't really want to f- fight you. <laughs> Do you not want to fight me on a glider and then I get amnesia and then we have to Actually, do the podcast for I would like one. to fight you on a glider because I know you would fall off the glider. I do not have good balance. This is correct. <laughs> I would be just on the ground and you'd be going, ha ha, we're not going to be on my glider. Oh no. Oh no. Um, so on to his powers and abilities. Um, thanks to the goblin formula, um, he has superhuman strength. Uh, superhuman speed, superhuman stamina, superhuman durability, a regenerative healing factor, um, superhuman agility, and superhuman reflexes. Now, those are the things um, granted to him by the formula. What he has just as a human, he has indomitable will. um, So, basically means uh, if he sets his mind to something, he will accomplish it and not give up. Yeah, he just never stops. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's very gi- he has a very gifted intelligence. So um, even before consuming the formula, which would amplify his intelligence, he was extremely smart and skilled with ma- mathematics and science, uh, possessing an immense knowledge of chemistry and the side effects of drugs on humans and animals. For example, 
Norman Osborne created a cure for cancer. What? No way. But he decided to use it as a weapon against Deadpool. <laughs> of course. Of course he did, because he's a dickhead. He's an absolute dickhead. Yeah. Um uh, when he became like the crime lord, he be- there was a, a story where he became the massive crime lord in New York. He called himself the Goblin King. And he gained 52% of all of the crime in New York without anybody noticing. Fuck. Because he just, that, he picked yeah. up all the random gangs that were just about. Yeah, that's so cool as a character trait. Like, I... I love I love hearing about all of his backstory because to me Norman Osborn we use the word shithousery on this podcast <laughs> like Norman Osborn is what I think of when I think of Spider Man and shithousery he is the ultimate shithouse all he does is he just does things to cause somebody else to have a worse life and so the idea that he has all those super powered abilities, which are pretty cool. And they're also a good mirror for what Spider-Man has. I'm sure his list is very similar. Um, and then to top it all, you also have a, like a brain behind that. So not only can he beat you in a fist fight, but he's also probably 10 times smarter than 90% of the people in the comic book. Yeah, yeah like he, he's, he really has very few weaknesses. Um, but the ones that he does have that I'll get onto, they're quite interesting in how you have to like defeat him. Um, and it, it's cool because, like, um, say Lex Luthor is probably the closest uh, comparison on DC's side. But like Lex Luthor still doesn't have superpowers. It's like if Lex Luthor had also some superpowers to compete with Superman. Yeah, like if Lex Luthor had the super soldier serum that Captain America had. Yeah, like It'd you're be not going to beat him. Something on the level him. of that. You're not going to beat him, but you would put it up to him. Exactly, and he, and and he won't give up, which is the thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's also uh, extremely strong, using just his own goblin powers. He's able to lift nine tons. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah. Um, now his weaknesses. Uh, he has a disassociative identity disorder. Um. So at first he just adopted the persona of the Green Goblin, but as a result of uh, basically everything he's gone through, the Green Goblin persona developed into an entirely separate personality. Yeah, actually, you do see that a little bit. Did I'm sure they probably did that a little bit in the Tobey Maguire movie, like he's talking into the mirror and it's two that's separate a great people. Scene. Yeah, like that's and that's amazing. such a, that's such a good scene and it's one of the best scenes in that film, but you see him going, "No, we can't cause any harm." And then he looks into the mirror and he's like, "We got to kill everyone." Like and I, I think that's an interesting you have this character who he's evil, but he's not that evil. <laughs> and there's another side to him that's even more evil. Yeah. Um like his other big weakness, which I think is one that you will like because you like this kind of thing is that Osborne suffers from the delusion that he is invincible, claiming that not even death can defeat him. I like that. Which off, it causes him to fight at a severe disadvantage. <laughs> Good. I love when that happens in comic books. I just love when shit houses are idiots. <laughs> when they're just they're too confident. <laughs> You'll never beat me. Nothing bad could happen here. I will let you stab me right now. <laughs> go on, go on, honestly, stab me. 
If you think you're cool enough, bet you can't. Bet you won't even pierce my skin. So, uh, on the equipment side of things, he has his goblin armor, um, which gives him further protection from impacts, punches, kicks, and projectiles. And gliders. Uh, he has a goblin glider. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not very well protected against that, it turns no. out. <laughs> no, we have that from first-hand knowledge. It, really, we do. So, it can travel up to speeds of 90 miles per hour. Um, and top speed and a normal load would exhaust the fuel supply in about one hour. So, he's okay. very like, once he's on it, he's he's either coming in or he's going home. That's it. <laughs> And he's halfway home and he's like, fuck, they forgot to fill it up. <laughs> oh, no. And then his main weapons are pumpkin bombs. So he created and utilized um, various concussive, incendiary um, and other specialized explosives in his career in the form of miniature jack-o'-lantern shaped grenades, um, which he holds in his bag of tricks. Now, mm. the bag of tricks is interesting because what they did there is they created a tool where a comic writer can just decide that the Green Goblin pulls out whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, it's, it's a big, like, it's a top hat, basically. It, it really is. It's Mary Poppins' bag. Yeah, and, he, and he's just, just pulling, like, he's trapped in a room. He pulls it. It's, it's a Batman thing. He always has something on his belt that's going to save him. He always has exactly what he needs, yeah. So, um... On the powers and abilities list for the Green Goblin, he has a durability of four, uh, out of seven, by the way. Yeah. Um, so for don't uh, ask if this is your first time, don't ask why it's out of seven. It just is. <laughs> Marvel one seven rating system is weird but consistent, and that's why we like <laughs> yeah. it. Um, durability of four, energy projection of three, fighting skills of three, intelligence of four, speed is three, and four is strength. Now, when you consider that, like. One or two is the average human. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, and that's like across the board as well. Yeah, like he's very evenly spread. He has very few weak points other than like his mental instability and his arrogance. See, what's Yeah, what's interesting is that if he was against another hero, he probably would win. But it's because he's against Super or Spider-Man that, like, Spider-Man is probably one of the p- most powerful characters they have. He's just unlucky that he's in New York against him. Choose Daredevil. Kick the shit out of him. Kick the shit out of Daredevil. That'll be fine. <laughs> in Matt Murdock, and actually, no, kill Foggy while you're at it, just for the crack. Just for an extra he little sprinkle. He always violence against Foggy on this show. <laughs> I just hate the Mighty Duck, Sean. I just hate it. That, look, that, that that that's up to you to deal with. Connor. I know. I actually, I don't want that slander in my name. I do love the Mighty Ducks. I just don't like Foggy. <laughs> He's a bit whingy, Sean. He's just so whingy. <laughs> it's okay. It's just therapy for you at the I minute. Just, oh, boys! Oh, man! <laughs> don't get me worked up. <laughs> but uh, like, I I just think like that that's a character that's stuck around a very long time. And, it, like, he has gone mental places. He was the president of the United States at one point. That's, yeah, uh, that's Lex Luthor style. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, he, like, he always just ends up being a madman in a goblin costume, which I really and, love. And, okay, this might be a separate question, but um, what is the difference between the hobgoblin and the green goblin? Uh, basically, very similar powers. Um, what they realised is... The Hobgoblin was created because the writers realised they could only do so many stories where Norman Osborn and Peter Parker both knew each other's secret identities. Yeah, okay. 
And so they wanted, you know, essentially the Green Goblin, but with that air of mystery about him. Okay. No, I can see that. And and in the movies, um, James Franco takes up the Hobgoblin name. Or is he regarded as Green Goblin in them? He is... I think he's New Goblin. New Goblin. what he's called in those okay. I think that's like the, what the marketing around him was. Okay, um, fair enough. But he, like, he does become Green Goblin in the comics, of course. Um, and he also becomes... What does he do? He becomes a weird combination of Iron Man and Captain America. And Norman Osborn becomes Iron Patriot for a while. It's very strange. Yeah, look, if you stick around in comics for long enough, you will become somebody else. And you will get amnesia. And you will fall into wires that are dangling, that are full of electricity. And, and soaked in chemicals. And soaked in chemicals. And many other things. will ha- they, There's like a tick-off list they got to get to. That's, yeah, and when you've been around as long as Norman Osborn have, you've ticked off most of that list. Was he around, like, within um, the first few years of Spider-Man? Because I know, was it the Vulture who's the very first villain of Spider-Man? Yeah, so the Vulture is in actually the very first appearance of Spider-Man in any comic. Like, the Amazing Fantasy. Yeah. Um, so Green Goblin showed up in... Um, Amazing Spider, like it was when Spider-Man got his own run. It was Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen. Um, yes, yeah, so that's which that's was in very early on. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that's. I think. Oh, go on. In his first appearance, he wore he had a flying broomstick, much like Jack O' Lantern, <laughs> who we spoke about a few weeks ago. Yeah, but they had the idea of Jack O' Lantern in the back of their heads. They were like, we don't want to slander him. So we'll get a different method to fly you around on. You want to wait till the moment's right for Jack-O-Lantern. <laughs> you don't want to just go willy-nilly, blow the load on Green Goblin. We got Jack-O-Lantern waiting in the wings. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> Put him in. He's clearly the MVP. Uh, but yeah, that is my report on Green Goblin, Connor. Kept it under think- an hour. I think that was very well done to keep it under an hour. You could have, but I also think that you were holding back. You could have went a lot deeper because I'm sure he was probably in hundreds of stories. (laughs) I've been editing this document for so long. (laughs) Yeah, just to get it down to 36 minutes. So, so yeah, this, uh, as we said, this was Hero Zero. Uh, Next week I'll be back doing a DC character. Um, But if you want to support the show, you can go over to our Patreon right now. It's patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Every single month we put up a new movie review of, we go back and watch an old movie. And the show is called The Lazarus Pit. And we see if these movies still hold up. So last week we did The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It turns out it did not hold up. But it also didn't really hold up at the time. Um, I was just about to say, it was never up to begin yeah, with. <laughs> it holds down, right? But also, uh, we must announce that we've been announcing all week that um, on December 1st, we will be hosting a raffle. And so you have, what date is it now? It is the 19th, or sorry, the 20th. And you could enter your name in. And what you is, if you sign up to the Patreon over the next two weeks, your name will be thrown in. To the, to the hat and we have two prizes to give out one is a Heroes for Hire t-shirt and one is a Heroes for Hire mug now it was our first piece of merch ever so we decided to raffle the two of them off just for a bit of crack and we will send them straight to your house you don't have to do anything other than maybe just give $1, $2 or $5 if you want to listen to more Lazarus Pit shows yeah um, any amount gives you an entry into the raffle 
Exactly. And uh, what we also will say is you can leave a like and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on because that would really help us out. And you can follow us at Heroes for Hire, at Heroes for Hire Podcast, the four is the number four on Twitter. Here's for Hire Podcast on Instagram, Here's for Hire Podcast on Facebook. And most importantly, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one. I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mayer. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.